Drinking night. With a movie problem. I'm, I'm Matt. Matt. You're not Matt. I'm Matt. Just get, this once. Just this once I get to be Matt. <laughs> Fine. So last night we watched Nimona. Yeah. So this is probably, is this the first time we've done commentary on like a contemporary like movie that is released now that we're watching? I think a lot of stuff we do is older stuff, not because we don't watch stuff that's out right now. Frankly, we should do a, um, what do you call it? The Barb... Barbenheimer? Yeah, that one. That thing you're super excited about. Aren't you so excited for Barbenheimer? <laughs> I think they're both good movies. So, yes. Uh, I think you is, are you much more first excited. Or Oppenheimer oh, wow. first. Wow, I, I just maxed us out again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, see, I'm, no, I think I did it. But I think you are much more excited for Barbenheimer than I am. Well, I think the tough thing for me is that I... I think what we should do is I think we should see Oppenheimer at the IMAX mm. at the Air and Space Museum, Ooh. which means that we'd need to find a different theater for Barbie. Mm. But hey, maybe we do one in the morning and then one in the evening. So yeah. that way we're still Barbenheimer. Because it's very important to Barbenheimer. Right. It's just, you know, we're tackling it in two different theaters spread throughout the day. Okay. Right. We'll do I'm that. Game. We'll have lunch in the city, pop out to the suburbs and grab Barbie maybe at Alamo Draft House. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. 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 But and it, we've talked of anyway, we watch contemporary movies that yeah, are out. Yeah, we swear right? we watch contemporary movies. It just seems pointless to add to a discussion that's already like buzzing. Yeah. So we haven't until we haven't until today. But I think that at least my reasoning for this was we've been traveling so much. It would be nice to get a podcast in. Yep. Yep. And we and, and Nimona was a good movie and a fun, and a fun one to talk yeah. about. Oh, man. Well, where do you want to start then? Um, I guess we could do a, like, spoiler alert, short plot summary, but, um, the main character, Bartholomew, I think was his name? Sure. Bart? They called him, yeah. Uh, you know, he is framed for killing, he's in, he is the first knight to come from the lower classes in this kind of futuristic knighty society. Hmm. Um, and then he's framed for murdering the queen and on the run, and then he gets, uh, in, as he's trying to clear his name, he suddenly Nimona shows up mm. um she's the you know monster slash super edgy cool definitely violent, not a 10 year old somewhat destructive very destructive total character of a, of a girl who wants to be his sidekick um yeah something and something 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 they clear his name something 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 they win plot twist yeah <laughs> plot twist it was the director uh trying to preserve the classist society that actually uh framed the first working class night mm -hmm. yeah and then you know the series of misadventures uh bart reunites with his boyfriend and they clear her they clear his name you have that lovely little montage at the tail end of um, Nimona's backstory. Yeah. We, which we, I have opinions about, but I will save those. Yeah. We learned that uh, the, the founder of this knightly society, Gloreth, who was the first knight a thousand years ago, um, she was she was made the she was the first one to stand up to and defeat the monsters of this world. But then it kind of turns out we learn in a flashback that the first monster was Nimona and they didn't actually she Gloria didn't really defeat her so much as like they were friends and then the village found out that Nimona was a monster and they all kind of did the old throw rocks at the at the Frankenstein um and then even Gloria in the end turned on her yeah um, so she's got traumas no oh, yeah a thousand years of traumas yeah yeah 
Yeah. So she wants to like kind of tear down this society a little bit and get back at it, which is why she like, you know, gets drawn to Bartholomew and, and helping then him in his quest. The head of the knights decides that she's willing to kill innocent people to take down Nimona and that's when Mr. Fabulous turns on her and says, Hey, you can't do Gold that. Loin. Golden loin. Golden <laughs> loin turns on her. That's a great name. So Our, loins yeah. of gold. Ambrosius golden loin. Ambrosius golden loin. Do you wish that you'd written that? I'm, I do a little bit. I've, apparently in the comic book, he's actually also, and this makes perfect sense with the name. He, in this one, he's like the really pretty nice boy love interest. Like trying the, 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 um, apparently the comic makes him like a real ham of a character. Hmm. Like just this really cheese ball night. And they still very much have the kind of, you know, romantic interplay between uh, uh between him and 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 bart but but like in this one it's much more like you know kind of wholesome and and like and golden loin is like you know uh, just a really nice upstanding guy who wants to do the right thing but in, in the comics is like he'll he'll kick in a door and be like unhand that science um when he like discovers a lair where uh bartholomew is working on some kind of like a science bad science device <laughs> like and and so anyway he in in the uh all to say in the comic books apparently his personality very much matches the name ambrosius golden loin they're probably pen names mm. or maybe night names like when you get oh, yeah. into that you get to pick your own yeah yeah what'll be your night name my night name marlucius Silverfish. 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 Like a bug. <laughs> oh no, you're right. Oh. Yeah. That's disheartening. Aw. I'm sorry I broke your dreams. <laughs> what you would can your still night be, name you be you can still be a silverfish if you want to be a silverfish. What would your night name be? Um Matholomew? Theodosius. Krakenheimer. Krakenheimer. <laughs> Barbenheimer. Theodosius Barbenheimer. Yeah. That's that's what we'll go with. Yeah. Ten out of ten. I would be both pink and atomically destructive. I, I would be the pink atomically destructive. Barbenheimer. I want to get a shirt that says, I am becoming death. Destroyer of worlds. Is it becometh? Whatever it I is. Am. I am become. But I am become death, destroyer of worlds. But pink. But pink. You know, with like the blonde hair and like a big pair of sunglasses, like one of those like minimalist style kind of things. A hundred percent. Love it. <laughs> uh, Nimona was very pink. Yes. That was beautifully designed. Yeah. Is, is it, were the designs pretty true to the comics? I don't know. I mean, I haven't read the comics. These were just like, you know, I did short Google, mm. like just learned a little bit more about it. But yeah, uh, it looked like Nimona's design was, was pretty faithful, although I think they might have made it. She see, didn't seem as young in her appearance, but like the hairstyle mm. and everything else kind of carried over from the, from the comics to, to here. Everything was spectacularly designed, yeah. both from the characters to the backgrounds, mm -hmm. to the camera work and the animation was spectacular. Yeah. They had so much fun animating Nimona. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, much they, fun. They, they, they had just so had a lot of fun with that, that character just oh entirely. This, this movie was such a love letter to the comic. I, I, I think, yeah, I think they, I think what they did, and it's an interesting decision 
um, is that they dialed back. I think the comic was just generally wacky. Like, you know, again, you look at like you have a you have a you have a knight named Ambrosius Goldenloin who says things like unhand that science. Mm. Like, I think the comic itself was kind of all wacky or had mm. a lot more wackiness across all the characters. Mm -hmm. And I think what they did was they kind of distilled that and made Nimona kind of the only bearer of that mm. energy, which then made, which were then highlighted her even more and highlighted that energy coming from her even more. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas like the, you know, the, the other characters are, are a little bit, are a little bit more, more serious. Yeah. Than they were in the comics. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was fantastically yeah. animated, though. What, she what, was so much fun. What did you think of the decision to reveal the director as the bad guy early? Because I feel like you, I feel like that was something that it was something that either you or I called really early in the film. You did, but but then it was like it, it was all. Like, I like the mystery of like, is it Ambrosius? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I hope his oh. boyfriend is a monster and is turned on him, and yeah. you're like, Laura, it's the director. And yeah. Like well, no. Yeah, that's because 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 the, right. the first thing she says on the as as she as uh as Bard is getting ready for his like ceremony, she like pats him on the shoulder and she's like, "Today, everyone will see you for who you really are." Mm. And it's and it was just this per okay, yep, it's just, she's evil. She's, she's the bad guy. Got it. Um, but like that was within the first five minutes, but then it it wasn't more than like five minutes later when like you know you had. It was made very clear that the director did it, uh, like in I do like I do like that they both had that scene. They had the con, and then I really like how she handled the confrontation scene mm -hmm. of like this woman is unhinged. Yeah, and I think that was a really fun way of showing it. Of just like, oh man, she's been confronted by Golden Old Loin, and she just murders him or tries to. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. This 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 was this was when uh, when when they. They know it's her, but the only recording evidence has been destroyed. And so uh, it was actually really well done because when when you get this moment where Golden Loin barges into her office and says, you need to tell me the truth. You need to tell me what really happened. You really do think it's Golden Loin. Yeah. And then she goes. Yeah. And then she goes like full ham, uh, you know, and, and about her like master plan and how, you know, like you have to preserve the proper order in society and something. And something 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 you know the the walls will crack if we don't maintain them you know uh, uh and then she murders golden loin and then he has this really long extended death that just gets yeah really you awkward were getting, yeah yep you were getting annoyed of like i get it i get it he's I dying get it. he's dying and then you were like oh yeah yeah and then and then you realize it's nimona who actually can't be killed <laughs> yeah and is a ham Yes. A huge ham. Yeah. More than he even is. Yeah. But they, but they do play it well where they, where she is duped into believing it's golden line and they also dupe the audience. Yeah. Um, and then that really charming moment when right after they leave with their new recording and go like, ha ha, like uh, we, we've, we've got, yeah. Yeah. The, and golden the golden line actually does up. come in. And then you get this great reaction of her. There's so many good moments to the film. It's, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. interesting in that there are a couple of things that are set up. You know, I think the, um, the squire. I don't know. What's his name? Think? Paul or sure. Steve or Are whatever. Are you thinking the, of the the jerk? You're thinking, or of, yeah, you yeah, thinking yeah. Of the squire. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the jerk. I the like the jerk. I think the jerk was like so much fun and Looks just like a you liked the uh, jerk. Who was the guy that you liked in Invincible? Oh, oh, the boyfriend. Yeah, the, the, the guy, the guy, the guy that threw, the guy that threw explosives and was kind of a 
jerk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they've got that that great meme from with like Paul Rudd going like, mm-hmm. he's an asshole. And the girl's like, I love him. <laughs> As your boyfriend who co-podcasts with this with you, I'm internalizing you liking asshole characters. <laughs> <laughs> so about that flashback scene oh let's oh. talk about music for a split sack okay unless you a want to talk of, about a lot of good use of kind of punk music which great fit Nimona's aesthetic I yeah great trailer music great punk music great. I did not like the very frenetic music during one of the chaser escape scenes when it was mm. very staccato and just very, very distracting from the movie itself. Mm. It was very clowny. And I was like, this isn't mm. the right music choice. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think that was the only problem I had with the execution of the film. Every yeah. other creative decision I feel totally resonated, except for that, like really weirdly staccato clowny escape mm-hmm. scene music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the I don't have any notable criticisms for the music. I thought, you know, they, they did a lot kind of sticking with their the overall kind of vibe they were trying to get of this kind of punk rock kind of thing. You know, it fits the kind of character who would, who would say that's totally metal and or, or, or like, you know, let's tear stuff up. This is metal. And then and then go on a you know, yeah. rampage. I did feel like, frankly, it was one of those things where Nimona's energy was really high which which is cool, but it also like there's kind of like this. I want to kind of call it the manic pixie edge lord or the manic pixie dream lord oh, yeah. of like, of like, like a like... character that's just like so cool, you guys, like so cool. And and they're not like a manic pixie dream girl. They're not like the main character's girlfriend. They're not a love interest. They're just like a, a character yeah. that's just like manic pixie edge lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because kinda, you've got one of those in Scott Pilgrim versus the World with Allison Pill and like yeah. it was it Allison Pill the grumpy drummer that's just like yeah. hi Scott. Yeah. You've got um obviously Nimona. You kind of had I'm not sure it's interesting because I like mm-hmm. manic pixie edge lord because I feel like that's yeah. a more fun term, but that you also see a little hint of the character in what is the movie where the guy who made Hamilton plays a monkey? Oh, yeah. Um, not Nemo. It's like not, Rio, but not, it's not Rio. Yeah, it's not Nemo. It's not Bimo. It's like the name of a character. It's the name of the monkey. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something like Zemo or Nemo or Remo or... Yeah. But I, I know the movie you're talking about, and he has, he has the really cool purple-haired human friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the purple-haired human friend is who I think is... The yeah. same character as Nimona, but done poorly. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, poorly, but yeah, not, or, or not as well as Nimona. Not was. as well as Nimona I think. Was. Frankly, I, really fr- well frankly, done. I think you could also make an argument for, and I'm going to get on my little hobby horse again, but like unpopular opinion. But um, Spider Gwen in the first uh, oh, Enter the Spider Verse movie, yeah. where like yep. her character is basically that she shows up. She's she's awesome Spider Girl who plays drummer in a band. Rock music plays. She kicks everyone's butt. And then Bruce. Something, 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 something. She doesn't do friends. But we don't really get into why she suddenly comes around to Miles Morales. There's no, like, character no exploration character in there. She just, like, comes around to him because he's the protagonist of the film. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like the Manic Pixie Edgelord 
doesn't have a character arc yeah because they're too cool for school and if they'd like learn something then yeah. it would ruin the mystique of being a manic pixie edgelord yeah yeah so something like that but yeah i, th I think that, i think that is a thing of like these these characters that you just that, that are just they're so cool they're just so cool man and and then you're like okay cool girl which there's a whole dissection of cool girl and mm. gone girl Gone Girl? Yeah, you remember Gone Girl, mm, where cool. they there's a whole monologue of like, cool girl drinks beer with the boys mm. and has pizza every night and doesn't gain a single pound. Yeah. Cool girl. And it's kind of this reflection on like the late 90s rom-coms mm. of like trying to break the stereotype of like pretty and pink from the 80s, but then yeah. the 90s roll around, you get a little grunge, you get a little Avril Lavigne, and then it's just sort of this like, no, 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 no. It's cool to be like, counterculture and yeah. punk and cool yeah but you still have all these unrealistic expectations they're just a different set of unrealistic expectations yeah pendulum swingeth yeah the yeah so you want to take a minute and talk about the uh, the other the big story problem that i had mm -hmm. was that i i sincerely believe that the flashback it felt like it took place over the course of about a week but I feel like that would have been so much more powerful mm -hmm. if that had been over the course of a decade. Yeah. They meet when they're seven. They slowly become friends. Trust is established. They grow up. This is up. Nimona and Glorith. The, the, yep. And it turns into kind of like a pseudo relationship, which echoes the two men in yep. the current timeline. And then it is like a decades long betrayal. And... Nimona does lose control and becomes this horrific fire-breathing monster. In response to that in betrayal. In response to that betrayal of like 10 years of friendship and maybe something else. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I were talking about this a couple of minutes ago where it was like, were they afraid to blemish her character, to make her do something wrong? Yeah. And I feel like that's a common problem with movies where people are afraid to like... Mm -hmm to put a scar on their main character and actually make them behave quite inappropriately. But I feel like yeah. that would have really, really justified both her behavior, a thousand years of just oh, angst, no. her complete irreverence for life and the betrayal and her rage of like being confronted with like, is this you? Yeah. Um, and it would have justified so much of like Glorith's, retaliation and building up of the entire city to prevent that monster yeah as opposed to like this poor kicked little girl yeah and and again it, which would have made the world more believable yeah you know it's 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 it, and it's kind of similar to what we see in what was the movie with the uh the not fantastic beasts but magical beasts like the the you know sailor hunts giant krakens sea and stuff beasts. yeah sea beasts and then you know like five you know in the first five minutes you're like wow are the beasts actually going to be evil in this movie and we're not going to do it in giant environmental metaphor of like oh we just misunderstood the beasts and aren't the humans the real oh nope it's 10 minutes in and that is definitely what we're doing seen this like, movie before as, uh, yeah as 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 opposed to like you know offering something where there is this kind of like genuine misunderstanding that like the monster does do something we were scary the and awful. All yeah. along. But 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 to your point of, of creating this like misunderstanding moment where like Glorith does betray a friend who 
she had been she'd been close with for 10 years. And in that rea- and in that moment of pain, Nimona does react by doing something inappropriate and violent. And then you 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 set your world on top of a tragic, believable foundation yeah. as opposed to this, like, you know, oh. these two little girls who are like Anakin and Padme rolling in the field yeah. for like, you know, 10 minutes. Not even because Anakin and Padme were teenagers like these yeah. kids were like seven. And it just would have been so much more believable if it was like the 10 years had gone by. There is yeah. 17 and it's just just like this heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, it's yeah. it's kind of like uh, we, we had this conversation earlier about the uh, that Armenian movie, The Promise, where it was like, you know, my Armenian family was like, watch this movie. This movie's amazing. And it's about the Armenian genocide. And it's it's pretty, it's pretty good. But like one of the things that like it it is very like. Armenian nationalist in its presentation where it's just like the Turks are just like slapping the Armenians around because they suck and grind their nose in the dirt because they suck. And now we're going to genocide them because they, they suck. suck. And it, and it would have been, frankly, a more powerful movie if you'd had a little bit more context where you have this like Turkish guy who's best friends with an Armenian guy. But then like, you know, just like the uh, the the German who's best friends with the Jew as as the Holocaust gets going and having to make these, you know, do I try to save my friend or do I take care of myself? Oh, now they're threatening my family because I'm being because I'm you know helping hide this person or I, I'm I'm the only person still willing to do business with the, with with the uh, the people that we're not supposed to be doing business with. So I'm I'm going to stop selling him food now because they just tried to burn my house down and shoot my son, and it's this like tragic thing. Or like adding, you know, the fact that they are at war with the Russians and the Russians have been trying to court the Armenians of like, don't you want to overthrow the Ottomans? They kind of step on you a lot. And not every Armenian, but some small number of Armenians are, you know, open to that message. Again, if you added those those things Layers that, of that, that make it, it, it makes it more complex. It, it And I can understand people being like, no, genocide is bad and we don't want to do anything that makes it look like the Armenians had it coming. Um, and I agree with that. <laughs> but at the same time, I think if you added that, those little elements of complexity, you ultimately get a, a deeper story and a more like a story that, f- that feels more genuine. And a story that you can better apply to current. And that you can, yeah. To current historical circumstances. Well, and that you can better relate to. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, but anyway, I, and, and I think your point of like having Nimona, uh, and Glor and Glorith have a a more like long term friendship, and then a fracture where Nimona actually, you know, where Glorith does something bad and that she regrets, and Nimona does something bad that she regrets, and where it's this tragic break as opposed to just like you know everybody was mean to Nimona and Nimona didn't do anything, yeah. and, and that's and and you know, one makes Nimona more sympathetic in like a very purely sympathetic way, but I think you can sympathize with her. Even if she did like snap and breathe fire at someone in a moment of of rage, you know, like yeah, anyway, yeah. It's interesting the advertising around the movie because I remember the first time I saw a commercial for it, mm-hmm. the first thirty seconds to a minute of that ad was like really crappy animation, mm-hmm. and I thought it was like some experimental new thing that Netflix was doing, where it was just like, well, that's mm-hmm. like. I, I know you're trying to be terrible, but like, no. I don't know if I'm interested in something this low quality. Mm-hmm. And then it took like a whole minute to get to like the fact that it was Nimona telling a story. Uh, with it the like, crappy oh, scrapbook. oh, it was like her drawing in a scrapbook. kind yeah. of thing. Uh. And 
I don't know if that really hurt the marketing, but like I didn't, I would have clicked away. I mm-hmm. probably clicked away the first or second time I saw that ad because I was like, oh yeah, this thing. Okay. But it was actually just like, it was beautifully animated. Yeah. My, my, my first thought when I saw the, tra- my first thought when I saw the trailer was like, try hard. Like, okay, we're, we're cool. I get, I get, we're, we're cool. And we break all the rules. We're, we're so cool. We're That's so cool. The villains are actually real cool. Look at them breaking all the rules. Look how cool they are. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but now yeah, actually, you know, good movie. Still tried hard a little bit, but. I it's liked it. Well, you think it tried hard in terms of like Nimona just being hashtag extra? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts, qualms, complaints, questions? Mm-hmm. You mentioned that the ending was slightly different from the book. Do you like how they finished? Oh, it? that was a yeah. They they did they. I, again, having not read the comic book, having only like skimmed a couple articles that are like, wow, this is, was different from the comics and here's ways in which it was different. Like one thing of like Nimona's, they, ha- they go through the same thing of Nimona uh, appearing to die. Um, and then they do resolve that she did survive, but it's like this thing where um, Bart wakes up and is, you know, realizes that one of the doctors he's taught wakes up in a hospital bed realizes that one of the doctors that that just left the room actually is Nimona in disguise goes rushing out to find her but can't and then is like going out through the rest of his life like kind of like always wondering if like the kid playing ball on the corner or the squirrel watching him in the tree is 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 is, is Nimona you know is she all around him? Is she a thousand miles away? Which was an interesting kind of take. It's a more com- complex take than yeah. uh, obviously the end of the sh- movie is beat for beat Monsters, Inc. Mm. Like it's beautiful. It's wonderful. You know, it is just like beat for beat, frame for frame Monsters, Inc. Of like, <laughs> what's going on? And then you see his reaction of like, Nemo. Yeah. You know, and it's just you hold on his expression, see, like yeah. without seeing her yet. All you yeah. do is you hold on his expression. Uh, you also mentioned that they drew inspiration from what's that moment with the crystal when crystal. after she blew up, you said, well, someone's oh. seen. Oh, yeah. Someone's seen Akira. Akira. Someone's seen Akira. Because yeah, they have that right. moment where they've got the little dust sparkles of uh, of, of Nimona falling. Uh, and, and, you, you know, he catches one and it was, you know, like that really great shot in Akira where Tetsuo has just evaporated and, and Kaneda is, is standing there. Um, they do more, uh, with, with Akira with like, he catches the light in his hands and he kind of holds it and it glimmers and then like fades and it's, you know, they, it's beautifully animated, um. This, this one, they didn't do as much to like dramatize the, the spark landing in his hand and disappearing, but it yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I liked that when they did that. Nick. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Someone's seen that movie. It's a good, good move. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I always love finding those little influences. Yeah. Very astute, boyfriend. Very astute. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Something, something, something. It's over. We win. 